You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. My name is Rusty and this is episode number 36. Uh, with me tonight is Andrew there. How you doing, Rusty? Very good, mate. And over there is Greg. How you going, Rusty? Excellent special guest this evening, Bronte over in the corner. G'day, Rusty. How you doing? Oh, I'm very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, love North. Excellent. <laughs> so sincere there. <laughs> oh, very genuine. No, we're glad to have you, even if you're not glad to be here. So, um, guys, how's, every, how's your few weeks been? It's been a little while since we've been in here. Busy, I think. Probably be That's here. probably the reason we haven't been in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, coming to Christmas and... Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been pretty busy with work, but but managed to get out a few times chasing foxes. So oh, well, um, we, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. it's good. You know, for those that aren't in Australia, it's a damn good time for uh, fox shooters at the moment with the with the pups coming out of the dens. So it's all all starting to liven up. It's lovely. Mm, it's good times, and uh, and what Christmas is on Sunday, mm. so only a few days away. Mm. So anyway, we're going to hopefully make someone's Christmas. We've uh, been doing a draw, so. Uh, we've been doing a prize for, uh, from Scoped Out, um, some of these data kits, stoke data discs. I'm going to hand these out to you guys, and, and you guys can talk about them, because we've made the promise to somehow make Facebook Live work, um, and we're going to do the draw live on that. So I'm going to go try and get that working, and you guys can let the listeners know what they actually might be winning. Far away, Greg. Oh, nice, nice delegation, Andrew. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. So what we got is uh, from Scoped Out, um, what he's calling a dope data disc. So um, I guess if I just generalise quite a bit, um, well, let me explain what's in the bag. So he's, he's got some instructions uh, on how to, um, you know, formulate your drops and he's got, uh, several data discs in there. He's got some Velcros to allow you to stick them to either your side of your stock or on one of your lens caps, whatever, whatever your preference may be, uh, and a pen and, um, and he's got some alcohol swipes there. So if, if your data changes, if you go into a different attitude or, or a different, um, density attitude, you can uh, quickly wipe it off and, and, and rewrite them up. But basically, it's a it's a disc um, that you can record your drops on um, and attach it to your rifle for um, for quick, I guess, dope lookup. Probably be very quite good in a competition, I'd say. Like you could probably use those discs, you know, uh, uh, and quickly write up your drops for particular targets on, like, say, a two or three target. Um, stage yeah be I mean, useful in that department as well i think it sort of gives you the the benefits of you know having all your ballistic information say you know out of uh, whatever ballistic program you're using and obviously it's not big enough to have a you know a huge amount of information on it but i think it's got enough on there that would be beneficial for as you said you know the the prs type competitions and you know for hunters where they need quick reference and they don't necessarily need you know need to tweak each shot down to the you know the last point one of a mil sort of um, level, I guess. So, yeah, I think it'd be pretty, uh, pretty useful for a lot of guys. Yeah, he's also put in there that um, it is waterproof, smudge proof. Um, so, you know, obviously, it's not going to smudge the first time you bump it with a sweaty arm, or a, uh, which we all know has happened. We, you know, running around out bush, you know, first bit of rain. So um, that's not going to be an issue. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's really good, really good idea. From you know an Australian supplier, um, yeah. I could sort of envisage one of these on the inside of the, you know, the ocular flip-up cover. So it's right there. You don't even have to move your head to see it. You know, it's a pretty quick reference. Yeah, yeah actually, it'd be great for that. You know, you, you've got a you got a deer or something like that. It started at 400 meters and it's quickly running away. You know, the top of the ridge is 600. Mm. Bang! You've got your data right there. It's, uh, yeah, spot on. So I think a uh, pretty usable sort of prize. I think most guys would be uh, be pretty happy with it. I've no idea how to make this work. Are we live yet? No. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the part where we play the music? Please yeah. wait for technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> There's Rusty flashing. <laughs> Get the hammer out. Play the Benny Hill music while he's going rapidly back and forth. I think we're live. So I think I think we're live. I don't know if people can see that. 
No idea. <laughs> but um, I guess we'll do the, the draw. So, Greg, do you want to hold up the prize that we're going to give away? Yeah, righto. So that's it. Scoped out kit. Um, you can see the discs in there. Pretty groovy. If you get one, you're a lucky bugger. Um, yeah. Let's draw away, hey, Rusty? Yeah, sounds good. I, uh, all right, Greg. So they're all in here. All the names, 40 or something, 50 names. Grab one out. Let's have a little look. Did I get one? I think you got one. Yeah. Read him out. Butch Clark. 6.5 Creedmoor. Good choice. Good well choice. done, Butch. Yeah, Butch. All right, well done, Butch. Cool. Andrew, hang on, give a shuffle. All right, what do we got here? Mike, Michael Blaise, 308 Winchester. There you go. Nice nice choice, Michael. Excellent. All right, Bronji, one for you, mate. Got uh, Christopher Hamilton, and he's uh, pulled out the 260, so a man of your own heart, Rusty. Oh, good stuff. Look, see, look at all these six fives winning. I'm probably going to pull out hang a on, two, four, three. Three, eight, three, eight, right, right. Yeah, 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 there was a couple thirds, of six. Two thirds, mate. Two thirds. That's right. Poetic right, license. Greg, hold that so it, you know, I'm not. Yeah, so it doesn't look like you're cheating. Pulling, much. pulling, right. an, pulling another two, six. I'm going to pull two, four, three out, I'm sure. I'm sure. Here we yeah, go. Well, that'd be a legend. All right, this is number four for the uh, scoped out dope data disc from, uh, from scoped out, obviously. All right, here we go. Oh, the suspense. Did you throw that one back in? No. Because I got the same one. I got Butch again. Here it is. Must have been a double up. All right. But- well, sorry, Butch. You can't win two. Let's go again. How did, how, how did Butch do that? I don't know. He's, he shoots Creedmoor. He, he can paid do anything. enough. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to. All right, here we go. What have we got on this one? Butch. Well, it's halfway there. It's a 6 5 Creedmoor again. Uh, nice. This one is for Van Mixon. Okay. okay. Cool. All right, guys. So it was that Butch and Van and Chris and Michael. Michael. Excellent. Guys, we'll be in touch. Thank you very much for uh, entering. Thanks to everyone who entered, but um, only those four guys can win. So we'll uh, we'll get in contact with those guys and get them their prizes. And uh, what do you reckon? That's enough Facebook living? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You guys all look so yeah. nervous. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's great. All right, cool. Well, we'll, uh, we'll put a pause on that. Thanks for if yeah. anybody actually watched. We should have taken bets on how few people would watch. Four. I was going to go four as well, and that was going to be the four of us in <laughs> watching that. Yeah, I've more got a face for radio, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I'll turn that off, and uh, Greg, start telling us about your new purchase, mate. Oh, it's okay. pretty exciting. <clears throat> yeah, I've um, yeah pretty much uh, been saving for quite a while and um, bought myself a thermal scope. So um, I bought a, a Pulsar Apex XT75. Thermal scope, so that's um, basically a, a th- it's three times optical, and then it has another two times digital zoom on that. So I think we're a bit restricted being non-military in terms of optical magnification. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm really impressed with it. Um, I've taken it out only a couple of times, but I've I've I think I've got about ten foxes already. So it's really got the it's it's not so much the shooting side of things. It's really the um, the behaviour of the foxes that's really changed a lot. Um, what I'm finding is is because you use because basically it changes the way you hunt. So uh, out at night, zero light, zero sound, and you've just got your thermal running, and you know you're just using your calls, and your foxes seem to come in with confidence. They're not shy of anything, so they come right in close. So a lot of the ones I've shot have been at like 50 meters. You know, in in areas where they're typically really light shy, so uh, it's really changed the game a lot. Um, but yeah, really impressed with it. Still working it out. Um, it's it's one of those scopes that's fairly um, sort of simple in its controls and setup, but effective. Like it's it's not um, like the ATN have got their brands that they're quite feature rich um, with like Wi-Fi connection, Bluetooth connection. Um, they've got GPS, they've got all sorts of things in them. This this uh, Pulsar's um, just a little bit more basic, but um, no, really enjoying that at the moment. Really enjoying nice. it. Just just sort of being that whole shift in hunting philosophy is is been really enjoyable. Yeah, brilliant. What mm. what gun? I I might have missed it, but what gun do you have it on? Uh, at the moment, it's it's on my two four three. So um, okay, 
Yeah, it's it's on the two four three. Um, it's working well. Um, the two four three groups really well, but with the the optical side, I'm finding I'm just you know you don't get the accuracy you do with an optical scope like straight off. It's a bit more of a coarser sort of scope if that yeah, makes okay. sense you know, that, like, do you think that's partly to do with uh, reduced magnification that yeah. you know, when you're zeroing at 100 yards for example you're not can't see that dot quarters yeah it's a bit closer. of that um like when i'm grouping with it like when i have an optical scope grouping with an optical scope like a pretty much same hole a group yeah. but when yeah. i do the same load with got to shoot thermal got to shoot further than 20 meters mate yeah <laughs> But when I shoot with a thermal, like I'm, I'm about one in my so it's sort of, or, or maybe a little bit bigger. So I'm, it's just opening up. It's hard to achieve that, that accuracy, and it's, you know, it's just like the the resolution, if you like. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Got to do Have you it. um you shot it during the day, Greg? Yeah, yeah. And that's um, what you're talking about. The difference there. Like. Well, yeah. So if you use it during the day, if it's been a particularly hot day, everything's lit up. So. You know that all the rocks on the ground are, are white hot um, until they lose their heat. So during the day, it's it's probably like although very usable, um, hot objects aren't as easily aren't as well contrasted against cold items. So they sort of mix and blend in with all the other hot stuff. So it's very like if you're scanning across, everything's hot: tree trunks, branches, everything. So it's very hard to pick out a. Uh, um, an animal, but when you're when it's at night and everything cools off, so about an hour, maybe two hours after sunset, all that stuff goes cold, and then anything that's actually warm, just it's like you know they're just lit up, you know it's, you just beam around and you can just see anything alive just straight away. It's um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So money well spent. I think so. For me, yeah, definitely. Like for me, this just because that's what I'm about, just the, the hunting side of things and a bit of technology and the hunting and changing up the strategy and, and you know, that's the sort of stuff I, I love. Yeah, I've so. seen some of those videos. I think we've all seen some of those videos and they're just sensational. Yeah, just, it's pretty groovy. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm starting to get some videos up. It's got a live video feed that comes straight out of the bottom of the unit and um, I've got a little mini DVR that sits on the side, just Velcroed it on the side and, yep. and yeah, just record. So you can actually watch... You can actually watch the person shooting. Yeah. So what we were doing, like on a, a recent trip, um, I was with Sean from STS Targets, and he was actually standing off to my side, looking at the screen on my mini DVR. Yeah, right. Watching yeah. the fox come in because it's pitch black. <laughs> otherwise, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can sort of watch. The other thing you can do is you can buy a a Wi-Fi module. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So this is just for, I guess, more entertainment value than anything else. You can. <laughs> <laughs> that that acts as a like a Wi-Fi node, so anyone in the car or anyone that's with you can can log into that Wi-Fi node and and watch what you see on their phone or yeah, tablet. Right. So nice. it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. A lot of guys use that. Um, you know, the guys that have thermal spotting scopes instead of spotlights. Yeah, right. So yeah. a lot of guys are doing that. They they run a thermal and they have Wi-Fi module, mm-hmm. and then they just have a big tablet on their dash. Yep. And then they just basically no lights on. And so they're just using a spotting scope as a thermal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. So, yeah, obviously very expensive way of doing business. But so the, the important thing is that you could be out hunting mm. and I could be at the pub and I could be watching what you're doing. Yeah, you might be out of range. As long as the Maybe pub, if the I was pub the, is in the back of the ute, you'll be Yeah, if, if I was on the back veranda, yeah, you'd probably Okay, you'd well, get we can me. get a rocking chair and go on the back veranda if we have to. That's kind of drama. Yeah, but um, yeah, so, you know, pretty happy with it. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. I know you've been talking about that for probably as long as I've known you. Oh, yeah, I've, I've been, you know. I mean, yeah, you're right. I've been talking about it for a long time and, and probably mm. even longer again. I've always been interested in in technology in hunting and technology in shooting and yep. it's and it's all starting to happen as we know like bluetooth mm. starting to creep into de, into designs and um you know smartphones are starting to play more of a part and things are starting to integrate and it's all starting to happen now but i've always sort of been waiting for technology to sort of show it catch up yeah. yeah and and thermal's been there um but it's been just crazy expensive yeah, okay. um, yep. you know, thirty grand sort of numbers we're talking to get something that was capable. 
Um, whereas nowadays it's down below eight, you know, around the seven grand mark. So yeah, that's okay. just in the last few years. So it's really come down to, well, you could almost say affordable, but, you know, when you compare it to, say, depends where your priorities are, you could almost compare it to doing a pimped up, you know, rifle build. Yeah, it's, it's almost in the same vein. So if if you hold something like technology important for what you do, you know, it's probably quite easily justifiable against, uh, you know, a nice rifle. But yeah. Brilliant. Well, I got some feedback from the video, guys. And we were correct. There was four. Cool. Was, Thank you. Which is brilliant. So um, it seems that a few more people have watched it. And Butch has watched it yeah. and is very excited about getting um, two... Uh, data disc, so perhaps he doesn't understand qu- quite what happened. But anyway, yeah. he's uh, he's pretty excited, which is which is good. He's working his angle, I think. <laughs> well, good on him, good on him. So, um, uh, well, we can tell Butch that Paul from Scoped Out's a really nice bloke. Maybe he can see if he can get another one. Anyway, very good. So, I got a topic I wanted to bring up with the gentleman in the room uh, and those listening as well, because it's certainly uh, welcome to feedback on this one. So. Are you guys fairly familiar with training rifles, like using 22s? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Cool. Have you guys all done done that? No, I've, <laughs> I haven't done it. I've, I've watched a few good YouTube videos of guys that had like interchangeable chassis with their main rifle and a trainer, and they, they were swapping right. in between, and I thought, that's a good idea, because you can just shoot all day, and and yeah. So is that where you're heading, Rusty? Well, Andrew, you are going to say something? I haven't specifically done it. I, I guess... Um, depends on how similar to your sort of main rifle I guess you're talking about because my thoughts are unless you've got exactly the same kind of ergonomics and trigger pull and that sort of thing, you're not really training. I mean, it's a different rifle. You want it to be mm. as close to your main rifle as possible. So yep. I haven't gone down at that line to that extreme. Yes, but. I've I've always had a 22 trainer that I've had dedicated for more of the long range, but it's not been a, a mirror um, of what I've got in my, in my 260, which is my main gun. Um, so I've, I've been challenged recently to sort of really uh, not cull the collection, but really get the focus onto one one gun as a priority. And um, you guys familiar with uh, Precision Rifle Products modular chassis? Not the bullpup one, but their other their other one. Have you seen them? Yeah, well, I oh, think Steve was running one of them at the competition, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. Not the PRI. No, he, he was running a custom, yeah, custom, custom chassis with yep. the AI skins. But yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the one you're talking about, Rusty. I haven't ever, actually handled it. Yeah. Do you have it just the other weekend up the range? With your short barrel? No, that's maybe the... Oh, did he have it? Yes. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was Yeah, I did one. get behind yeah. that. I did have a few shots. Yeah, yeah, okay. So he's done some modifications to his uh, setup and... and um, the way that thing works is that there are um, there's lowers there's a, a common lower and then you can your barreled action screw into a different upper and that upper is interchangeable between the common and lower and so what I'm thinking about doing is to get the the you know, the chassis or the the lower of it um, and get the you know the stock that I want on it the grip that I want on it and then be able to um, get three um, uh, chassis uh, sort of uppers for it with my 260 in one of them my Lithgo 22 he's happy to inlet for and put into the other one probably with some sort of shroud around the barrel to get the weight of it up to a similar sort of feel uh, and then obviously try and tweak the trigger and all those sort of things to be a similar sort of setup and then also uh, the third one's going to be for a 223 Again, with the barrel that is of similar weight to my 260, with the same bolt handle, same trigger on it, same scope on it, um, that I can then interchange between those rifles with the, the rear of it, you know, the bit that I'm holding on to being exactly the same, um, and a fairly quick, you know, talking 10 to 20 second changeover with no re-zeroing or anything because the scope is attached to the action You've got three scopes running across there. And, and then the thought being that I can use the 22, obviously, for training technique, uh, nice and cheap. Um, use the 2 to 3 for cha- uh, training positional shooting, again, for about a fourth, uh, about a quarter or a fifth of the price of what it would run, cost to run the 260 um, within, yeah, so the two, 300 metre mark. And then have the 260 there when needed. Any thoughts, feedback? You know, am I, I wasting I, um, my time? What am I doing? I think most years would be... For me, with is it eighty five forty one tactical the YouTube mm-hmm. uh, channel, he did a like a six part 
video series on on doing a twenty two trainer. Okay, and and I watched those, and and I I've got to be honest, that was some time back, and I, and I can't remember a lot of the detail, but I just thought he he tried to set it up so it was running. I'm pretty sure running the a, a similar chassis or same chassis as what he was. Um, running his main rifle on, so yep. uh, similar concept to what you're trying to achieve. And um, I just remember looking at that gun. That's a really good idea because he was mainly using it for all his positional and you know your PRS style yeah. stage practice, um, um, and all his barrier shooting and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, I just thought it was a really solid idea and just get your costs down so you can get out there and train and train and train. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think he based it on a Ruger 10.22. I think. Yeah. But, um, so Makes not quite sense. what you're trying to achieve, but um, similar concept, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess so I, I get to shoot the twenty two three or four times a week Yeah. if I if mm. I had it. So I, I get a lot more time behind that, and it's a lot cheaper to run than yeah, well, the other one. Five bucks a box versus you know, two or three dollars a round. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's it's not a uh, not a new concept. I was just no, looking not at all. only recently at a you know Lee Enfield Number one Mark Three conversion, the the twenty two trainers they built on those rifles. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what sixty seventy years ago. Mm. So, so you're saying I'm behind the times? Just catching up, <laughs> <laughs> slowly catching up. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean the concept's not not uh, out there or anything. It's a pretty standard concept, but you know, sort of being able to utilise that stock and being able to change in between those three things. It's probably one thing though to look at whether it's the the stock and how the rifle's physically set up that make you familiar with it or whether it's as Andrew sort of pointed out before trigger pull even your reticle and things like that getting familiar with the, the optic side of it and how that sort of interfaces between the three different calibers well purely based on um purely based on budget I've got two of the same scope that'll go on the 2d3 and the 260 yep. and I will put something a bit cheaper on the 22 um just because I've run out of money to buy a third one for the other <laughs> one. Get some from Greg. Yeah, yeah no, he's right. got plenty. Well, not anymore. He bought a thermal. So yeah, that's no, it. That's give it a week. Give it a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah one paycheck. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I wish. <laughs> you get paid once a year. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, the uh, yeah. So to be able to keep the scope the same between the, the three and and being fairly dedicated with with um, how it's set up. Um, yeah, because we, we'll be out at Kaikai and, you know, I'll have 100 rounds with me and I run, you know, one of the barricade stages. I run that five times and I've, there's 50 rounds gone and mm. it's, you know, 100 bucks worth of ammo mm. gone and that's only taken me, you know, 15 minutes and yeah. <laughs> that's with breaks in between. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, you know, we can't all have the budget that Greg has for, for stuff. So I think mm. if I could run that on 2 to 3 I'm only shooting 200 metres or so. I can I can read I can reload that on the Dylan for thirty five cents a round or something. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess a, a concern whether it's a genuine one or not would be if you're running say three different you know calibers. Yep, and you were running the same scopes on all of them, um, and you were trying to basically memorise your your drops, you know your your data, getting them confused between the three because obviously you're going to have three very different trajectories. If you're on the fly, you know, doing a PRS type stage, um, a lot of the closer stages, if the, the more you can memorise your your data, the quicker you will be. Certainly on the closer targets. Yeah, it's a valid point. I think um, I'm fairly dedicated in that the two to three is purely to train positional shooting, mm. Mm, um, and certainly I'm not going to stop shooting the two sixty, but it just allows me to sort of get time behind that feel of the gun. Um, and and I, it's certainly something to be aware of. I, I can't use the same drop that for the two D three than I would for the two sixty. I need less drop for the two D three, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Two sixty, not three oh eight. But yeah, you'd also want to be pretty true with the you weight. Lost your edge, Andrew. Yeah, you'd, you'd probably want to be pretty true with the weight as yes, well. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. You that's might have to thing. put some weight. weight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Put some weight in there as well, just to get it the similar weight to your main gun. Well, actually, I'd have to take weight off of it for the two to three because it's a smaller hole. It's more metal. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You're going. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. But for the the exact same it, barrel on action. Yeah. Pretty much the same barrel. Yeah. yeah. All right. Barrel cool. profile list. Hmm. So yeah, smidge heavier. Was it train hard? Fight easy. That's what they say. Go heavier, so it feels your real gun feels lighter. I've never heard anyone say oh, that. Oh, come on. You're never in the <laughs> army, though, were you? No, you're true. You're true. Absolutely. Andrew, did you ever hear that? 
No, I was Good, in the wrong, wrong being... core there, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> we were train easy, fight easy. So. <laughs> we're all Australian easy money earners. I was there too. <laughs> yeah, moving right along. Moving on. Bronte, you bought a toy in for us to have a little look at, and it wasn't just the cider. No, no, yeah. So um, I have recently uh, purchased a uh, Steiner T5XI. Five Otherwise, five. say Steiner. Well, you've got to, mm. got to back up the German. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a recent procurement. I'm still waiting for the rifle itself to go on to get built. Um, but that's going to go on my sort of PRS-style style rifle there. So mm-hmm. it's... Um, Probably one of the unique features about it is the the reticle is sort of what two point two mil wind holds, which seems to be a pretty good way yeah. of doing it because I tend to dial my elevation and um, hold my wind, so it sort of makes sense to have that sort of finer increment on the windage to um, allow for those sort of more precise holds, which seems haven't tested it yet, but it seems yeah. like a good theory at this point in time. Yeah, nice. Pretty happy with the scope so far. <sighs> Not using it, but having looked at it, looking through it. Yeah, very happy. Um, I've made up some targets to do a tracking test on it, so I'll sort of report back when I, I want to do that, but currently just waiting for a mount to mm-hmm. to put it in to do that test. But, you know, so far so good. Um, it clicks pretty pretty tactile, um, yep. and, yeah, everything about it seems pretty solid. Nice. Gentlemen, you had a, a – other gentlemen, you had to go with that one before, would you? What were your first thoughts? Oh, well made. You know, it seems like a pretty quality – item i mean you would expect that from the company but yeah no the clicks were nice i like a little feature the on the elevation turret when you hit the second revolution the numbers change to reflect that you're on the second revolution mm. um you know it just feels nice i mean obviously in a studio it's a bit hard to uh to get a feel for the optics but i know greg you had a look at one of these uh which shot show was shot it show was melbourne it sydney sydney sydney, yeah. sydney shot show yeah and I, was, I was super it was on one of the demo rifles Sorry, just remind me about Melbourne Shot Show later. Shot okay. Expo. Later. Yep, yep. And um, yeah, when I when I looked out the window, like just with with my natural sort of eye, I could see like it was getting pretty dark, like right on last last light. And when I looked through the scope, it actually looked brighter through the scope than it did with the natural eye. So just mm. that alone just super impressed me. Um, and uh, I'm not sure what model Steiner that was, but geez, the light transference was fantastic. Yeah. I think uh, that was the one that was fitted to a Seiko M10. Correct. I think it's yep. probably the same model. Yeah, yeah I reckon it yeah. was. Yeah. Is it what, 5 to 25, is it? That's yeah, great. that's the one, mate. Yep. That's the one that was on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, very nice. Very uh, impressed with that. I'd be interested to see how that goes with the tracking test. Really interested to see that. Yeah, mm. you and me both. Um, the first ones they brought out, they probably jumped the gun on their release a little bit, yeah, and they okay. did have an issue with their turrets um, not tracking that, reliably. That's what I heard. Um, so this one here has the, the new turret, turret design, so they basically just put a Steiner logo on the caps to evidence that it's had the turrets changed over. Okay. So the reports so far are pretty positive from the, the new tracking um, testing they've yeah, done with brilliant. the turrets, so it would be Keen to see how it goes. Um, mm. Sort of got the lifetime warranty as well. So if yeah, it's okay. no good, Fantastic. it gets put in a box and sent mm. back to them, I guess. Yeah, which is fine to do once, but yeah, frustrating oh. if you have to do it <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. We well, would imagine if there was an issue with the scope at that level, it's only going to have to be done once anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, well and truly. Now, very good, mate. Well, thanks for bringing that in. That's good to have a look at. Really keen to, to get it out and see how it goes, particularly in the tracking test, but in general shooting. Mm. Well, um, tell us about what you're putting it on. Um, so at the moment, I've, uh, I've the action's just come into the country and it's, it's on its way to the gunsmith. So it's a right. uh, custom-made action from Germany. Um, so it's uh, Ash action. So in Australia, they're getting uh, soldiers under the Nimrod brand. Right, yep. Um, so that's got a Krieger heavy varmint barrel lined up to go on it and mm. that's going to end up as a 6.5 Super LR. And this, the Super LR is different to, what, a 260? Yeah, it's How? pretty much... It basically starts off as a 260 parent case and then it's got a 30-degree shoulder. So it's pretty much taking the the shoulder um, and neck configuration off of a um, 6x47 Lapua. Yep. And transferring it over... I mean, it's slightly smaller diameter just because of the natural taper on the six uh, on the 260 case. Yep. But it's pretty much that same sort of thing. So you've got that longer throat, 30-degree um, shoulder, which is... Yeah, brilliant. Pretty common in the bench rest world, so there must be a reason for it. You're a big bench rest fan, Andrew? <laughs> well, not necessarily bench rest, <laughs> yes, but no, there was um, 
I mean, the case has certainly got all the all the merits of you know of being optimal design, and I think there was one shooter using one on the PRI from memory. Yeah, yeah, James yeah, I reckon was, so. I think. Hmm. Uh, George. No, no, no. George was running the six five Creed. I think yeah. it was. Um, yeah, James was running super in the Heather. ballpark. That's right. Yeah, in the in the Precision Rifle Products chassis, I believe. They're getting all the mentions this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, Steve up will the, be loving it. Up the sponsorship. Oh, I just need a discount on this uh, this chassis I'm going to buy. That's all I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but oh, no, I think like like the, the round is is pretty optimal for this kind of shooting. You know, it, it's going to give you reasonable barrel life, mm. minimal recoil. You know, you're yeah, pretty not handy sort of ballistics with those, you know, 140 sort of grain projectiles. Well, actually, with this one here, I'm planning on running the 130 um, Berger ARs. Um, okay. I did the bit of analysis on it, and if I can get them over 3,000 feet per second, which should be pretty reasonable with the um, 27.5-inch barrel, um, they out to 1,200, beat it on wind deflection, and elevation is, you know, nothing in it. So they're fractionally... So they fall off about 1,200? Yeah, about sort of past twelve hundred. Yeah. Then other things start to catch up. Definitely, um, definitely going to be targets at thirteen hundred for the PRI. Then well, yeah. I wouldn't expect just, anything less from you, Rusty. <laughs> just for Bronte. <laughs> just for Bronte. Yeah, very good. So, sorry to ruin your plans. No, nah, all good, mate. All good. good. Good for Intel. Nice. And that's that's primarily, you know, for the the PRS type shooting. I mean, do you have any sort of intention to hunt with it at all? Or? Uh, I hunt with all my guns, but yeah, mm. it is primarily built for the PRS style um, competition. So magazine fed from AI mags, um, detachable bottom metal, obviously. It will get used as hunting for a bit because it's probably going to have my best best glass on it. So we'll use that for a bit, but yeah. it's mm. sort of primarily set up for that sort of competition. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't go trudging through the forest with it because it's going to weigh a lot. Mm. No, it's a sort of sort of rifle you could sit Set yourself shots. up in an elevated position. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I guess that there's enough 6.5 caliber projectiles around now, you know, specifically designed for long range hunting. That were you to go and do that, you've got oh, yeah, many options. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, there's some uh, other news that we need to uh, discuss. I've managed to uh, get some money out of Greg. And I'm Ooh, off. To- did you? <laughs> you don't remember that? I better check me wallet. There was a there was a few bourbons involved in that in that discussion. I noticed the FPOS machine over there. <laughs> did a sly swipe when I wasn't looking. May have done. So I'm off to the US next uh, next month. I'm off to Shot Show, um, and I will be taking these microphones and this recorder and a whole bunch of other stuff and uh, chatting to people. All right. So. Um, have you guys got any requests of people I should speak with or try to try to speak with? You could probably take us over there and we'll talk to you. All right, no worries. Yeah, Greg? Absolutely, it would all be in that. Chuck your, chuck your card over there, Greg, and we'll get it paid for and done. Yeah, no, I've got no suggestions. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say talk to Litz about barrel length, but we'll leave that one alone. And, and twist rates. Twist rates, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I've been once and I, you will be... Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you won't be able to get to everybody you want to. I know I mean, that. it's yeah. busy, busy. Mm. Um, I mean, there's all the, you know, obviously the the uh, types of industry that mm. you know, produce the sort of the precision type, you know, items, rifles, scopes, etc. Yep. There, there'll be more than you could possibly handle just on that alone. So, yeah, absolutely. It will be. Uh, th- that is the advice I keep on getting: is that there is just way too much to see in four days. What I would suggest is probably have a uh, have a fairly big list planned because you're yep. not necessarily going to be able to get all the people you want. There'll be you know, mm. the, the popular ones are busy, really busy. So have a have a bigger list than you think you'll be able to handle, and hopefully you uh, get them all. Hopefully we get some. Yeah. Well, we're going to shot uh, first um, in Vegas, and then heading across to uh, Chicago and up to Wisconsin to go and see Vortex. Actually, going for a bit of a tour around there. And then down to Texas to uh, be guests at the PRS finale. Oh, nice. Should mm. be really good fun. So hopefully across all of those sort of areas, um, we will be able to sort of meet some people and chat with some people and talk guns with many people um, and hopefully get them to do so on a microphone as well. Yeah. So that should Gee, be we'll good. have the year off with all the episodes you'll be releasing, mate. Yeah, we'll, we, yeah, we'll take 2017 <laughs> no, no, off. <laughs> Don't worry about that. See you in 18, eh? I guess uh, if you're getting down for the, the PRS finale, I am. if he is going to be there, maybe try and talk to uh, Paul Reed, fellow Australian. Yeah, I certainly will get mm. to p- talk to Paul, I'm sure. Um, yeah, just to have his perspective on, 
on the whole circuit over there. Mm, it would be good. What I probably should say is that you can, uh, guys who are listening, um, one, if, if you want to follow our adventure, we're going to be um, on the Impact Dynamics Instagram, on Facebook for uh, Impact Dynamics and also for the Precision Shooting Podcast, and Snapchat as well, if you know how to use that. I'm certainly very much learning. I struggled with Facebook Live tonight, so you know, one thing at a time, but we'll be on the Impact Dynamics uh, Snapchat as well, which we'll put some links or something up to, um, so you can see all the um, evenings at karaoke and other such events, which I'm sure is really high priority for everyone. Let me know when you're planning those events. I'm busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mate, I don't think you can work out Snapchat. What? <laughs> yeah, what's that? Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so that's going to be good. And also, if you uh, are listening and happen to be going to shot um, or happen to be in one of those areas where we're going to be, We'd love to have a beer with you or sing karaoke with you, apparently. Um, or, uh, yeah, just hit us up and let us know that you're going to be around and we'd love to meet and greet. And, yeah, we, we don't, we've got no real clue where we're going. I'm going with a... a sp- if you remember in one of the episodes we did from Shot Expo, uh, if you remember Special Greg. Ah, Special Greg, yes. <laughs> yeah, yep, Special yep. Greg and, and I and another gentleman are heading over. So Special mm-hmm. Greg will probably appear in a couple of episodes as well. So... Uh, which should be should be good fun. Um, yeah, I just had a thought actually, Rusty. Uh, I'm not sure he's even a listener, but uh, a fellow I know through through social media channels in uh, in Vegas works for a company called DMR Rifles. Uh, they build custom rifles, and they're heavily involved with Sin City Precision. So is that Joe? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, so. I messaged Joe the other night and uh, spoke to another gentleman from uh, Sin City the other, yep. um, the other actually last night. So I'm hoping we should be able to connect with those guys as well. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, which would be excellent. So yeah, so if you're over there, um, we'd love to say good day. If you're listening from the States, uh, and if you're not and you want me to go and try and check something out for you, please let me know. We've been very kindly gifted a media pass so we can take photos and do interviews and video and all that sort of gear. So, um, yeah, hopefully it goes well. How'd you go with the actual finale? Do you you get um, media passes for that side of things, or is that just... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we'll deal with that one on the day. We'll deal with that <laughs> as we get closer. I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to take some photos and have yeah, a chat with some people. Um, yeah, I'm hoping you've that's got all, some connections there. All good. That, yeah. So yeah, we'll yep. see what we can work out with those guys. But um, yeah, we're staying with a few of the guys, for a few of the competitors. So yeah, nothing great. else. Yeah. We'll be able to chat to them after hours. Yeah, you'll which be right. Be good. Yeah, yeah, plenty of photos though. Don't worry about that. Sweet, plenty of photos. Mm. If, if I can work out how to use my camera properly, that's the next challenge. So. <laughs> Very good. So, um, have you guys got any? Pl- well, I was going to ask you, how's twenty sixteen been for you from a shooting perspective? Oh, yeah, yeah. For me, I'm I'm pretty happy because I got a PB. Like when we went oh, yeah, to um, Flinders, that Flinders trip, and I know you you're working on some new videos for that. I yeah, I put up another little video last night. Oh, I should yeah, we should but, share that on our, our Facebook. Yeah, yeah, but that little teaser you put up the other night is fantastic. Um, but yeah, just just getting that little PB for me was. Um, Really good achievement because it sort of brought a lot of things together. Tell, tell um, us the distance, mate. Remind us what it was. Oh, it was seven seventy five. Um, with Just the two four three. Says it like a yeah, close enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, problem, problem was that everyone else's PB that weekend far far uh, <laughs> yeah, left but, that one in the dust. I will give you but, the credit. You were using a two four three. Yeah, but so no, no. I was really on, happy. On with, balance. Really happy with the shot, and like, it was nice and clean. You know, center of chest. It was yeah, nice. it was lovely, and you know, just textbook. And so I'll, I'll still savour that shot, um, but yeah, that, that that was a big part of getting my reloading um, processes just down a bit better. You know, mm-hmm. like getting some slightly better equipment, slightly better, um, yeah, methodology in there. So that yeah, that was that was a good achievement for sixteen, I think. Yeah, mm. absolutely, Bronte. Did you set it? Was it a PB for you the other day? Uh, with the two four three, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, go to um, six forty five. Yeah, right. the, yeah, other, nice. the other weekend with the 243 again. Um, and I guess probably if you go to the broader question of 2016 from a shooting, it's probably been a pretty good year for me. Um, what, coming second? Oh, don't talk about, <laughs> don't, let's not talk about the war, oh. Rusty. Let's not talk about the war. Equal first, mate. Nah, that nah, was my own fault. Um, no, but sort of got out to got out to a mile for the first time and, and sort of yep. basically took my you know, long-range shooting from not having done a huge amount to, yep. to being sort of fairly proficient. First round hits at a K on a regular basis with yeah, a, a three hundred. Mm, nice. So good to hear. And what was your PB with a two four three? 
pass. <laughs> <laughs> Correct answer. No, I, I, I mean, a lot of guys knock the two four three, but, I mean, results do speak for themselves. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. As long as you're keeping it within its you know, useful energy limitations or well, whatnot. The, the goat dropped, I'll tell you that well, much. Yeah, yeah it, was, I, it was still supersonic at that point too, so... Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it was another couple hundred metres before it was sub. Well, it's around 900, I think it was going sub, or trans. Well, I mean... So it, it did hit hard. It did go through, um, mm. which for a VMAX is pretty impressive. It probably, um, probably wouldn't have gone through closer, the range. It would have yeah, blown you, up. But, you're probably uh, right. Yeah, yeah. One, I reckon you're right. From my own experience with those 87 grain VMAXs, I've had mixed results as far as them expanding. I've had deer at 100 metres through and through, and... You know, the thing wouldn't drop on the spot like you'd expect at that distance. Straight through the chest shot and, yeah, nothing. Yeah, okay. Bit of inconsistency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had others where it, you know, expands as you'd expect and it's... Mm. You didn't load them in backwards, did you, Brundy? <laughs> Maybe that's what it was, Rusty. <laughs> Just trying a few things out. Experimenting. Yeah. Twist rate, they were tumbling. <laughs> no, no, Don't you I get did my research, on, mate. Don't you get started on twist rates, Greg. <laughs> Pot kettle. This God, well, he's got the thermal now. He shoots close range, so it doesn't matter if they're tumbling. <laughs> that was my master plan from the beginning, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah, it's been uh, been interesting year. I didn't I didn't achieve the goal I set out. In fact, I didn't get anywhere near it of, of shooting two k. I didn't even attempt it. Um, but you know, I'm going to reset that goal for next year um, and actually uh, spend some time on it. That's part of part of the idea of sort of focusing down on, on the, you know, actually moving on a couple of guns. So if anyone's interested in some guns, throw away, want some fireball and what else we got? So anyway, a couple of other things. We're going to move a few guns on and really focus down on that 260 um, and also my 338 and yeah. spend some more time Well, you did there. well with the 338 on that Flinders trip. Yeah, it was yeah, – I was cracked PB. Yeah. Yeah, which I was happy with at, at um, 13.23. Five. Yeah, it was nice. That was nice. I was happy with that. Very, yeah. very happy with that. But I, um, I, I feel it's got more. It's got more in the tank. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot more in that. Um, because that shot felt, given the caliber, it felt very comfortable. Yeah, for, like a, it, you know, it did look easy. Like as an observer, <laughs> you made it look easy. You know, like you, you, you got onto it quick and dropped it quick. You know, would well, three of them, two of them, three of them, yeah. something. Anyway, yeah, there's yeah. a few, few went down, and yeah. and you're very consistent, which is good. But those, mm. con- I have to say, those conditions were sensational. They were, weren't they? It was fantastic. Yeah, you don't yeah. get much better than that. So, which is, which is good. So, what about next year, Bronte? What's the plan on 2017? Uh well, obviously the the 6.5 build. Yep. Um Continue to get that sort of uh, going. I mean, I too have got the 2K aspiration, but unfortunately, at this point, I don't have a, a rifle. Um, suitable for that, so that probably poses another question: What would a two K two K gun look like to yourself? Because I've sort of had a bit of a think about it, um, and was looking at the one ninety five burgers as a seven mil in the seven mil, being a pretty viable option for two Ks. Yeah, there certainly would be. I mean, the two thirty burgers with it out of a three hundred win mag or three hundred normal mag would certainly get you there as well. I, I haven't personally played with the seven mils a lot, but I mean, you run the figures and it would certainly work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my my theory when you're shooting those kind of distances is is a bigger bullet is going to give you a lot more splash and you know on impact whether you hit or miss the target. So mm. generally easier to see where it's landing. But, yeah, I mean not to say that a smaller bullet can't get there just as effectively, but yeah, well that's a lot like the you know Greg would know with the two four three. You know, yeah. your six mils you can hit a target at a thousand meters with a six mil, but you have to go check whether you took the paint off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're dead right. And, and just the difference between six and six and a half is, is considerable in terms of report from the the, the bullet strike. Could you know? just, yeah, step right up to a 375 Shytac or something like that. That'll work. Jeez, oh, yeah, that'd do it. No, that's, all, that's the 3K gun, isn't it? That's 2018. Ran the energy on, on a sort of 350 grain projectile out of that, and you're looking at the same energy at 1,000, no, 1,500 yards as you are at point yeah. blank for the 308 so yeah wow yeah it's pretty impressive it's amazing. pretty so impressive there's only one of us in the room who could afford to run that one though <laughs> it's not you Rusty, I'm, I'm looking at Bronte yeah I'm not looking at him <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll shoot foxes at 50 with a thermal on it <laughs> <laughs> off the hip nice um Greg what about you mate any um, plans for next year you know I, d- I don't have any solid plans I'd just like to use my my 6x47 a bit more um, 
just get a bit more confident out at around a K, I guess. Yep. Um, more consistent. Um, other than that, I'll, you know, I'm probably shifting a little bit more towards the hunting side of things. Just get out and mm-hmm. get amongst it a bit more um, and try and back it up with a bit of steel plate. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I struggle a lot more for time than anything else, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, just try and get out more and get that sort of work shooting balance happening a bit better. <laughs> but, yeah, that's all. I've, I've got no, you know, high and mighty goals or anything. It's just about getting out and building confidence and, yeah. and consistency. Yeah. Very good. Andrew, any plans for next year? Rabbit from a mile. Rabbit oh, from a mile. It's still there. Still he hasn't there. forgotten. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It, it'll happen. It so will. He's a man on a mission. Yeah. <laughs> and then good. it'll be Rabbit at 2,000. 2,000. Jeez. You've got, got, cr- got the spot picked. Yeah. yeah. All sorted. Nice. Well, you almost need a Ford Observer. To be able to see the rabbit, <laughs> holding thought, the rabbit. I thought you might just be able to bring some of your uh, like high-end optical devices. Need to go on a on a grassy knoll, three hundred meters from the rabbit. Mm. Cool your shots. <laughs> we'll take take the second shooter. <laughs> yeah, good. So nice. no, other than that, um, shoot more. I guess mm. would be a good start. That's all. Yeah, that's always a good it's reason. More trigger time. Absolutely. I think everyone would go for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm going to reset for the two the two thousand meter mark and actually spend some time with that. Um, and and I'm sort of intending to change my gun setups sometime when I get back from the states, so February basically. Mm. And um, I will I will hold out. I'm going to see what's over there. See if there's anything there that oh, sort of yeah. you know will achieve what I'm looking at doing in a different manner. But I, you know, I'd like to support um, what Precision Rifle Products are doing as well. So mm. I'm, you know, sort of intending to come back and then get that done, and mm. then uh, we'll work on. I guess just get a, getting better at shooting, continuing to improve. Yeah, um, yeah, and and I really probably should say go hunting more. Yeah, it's been a while, Sam. It's, it has been. <laughs> well, it's it's been a while. You're right. I know um, you've been a busy boy. It's uh, spotlighting has been a while. We, yeah, 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 yeah. And we got to do another one of those long range trips. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, we'll just get the videos out for the first one, eh, Sam? <laughs> So Greg's yeah. having a dig at me for not getting quite around yeah. to time for doing it. You yeah. can cut that. No, I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a dig at me with something. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, there was something else I was going to bring Shot up. Shot show. Yeah. Local. Oh. Melbourne. Oh, yeah. So one thing, um, we, we did talk about the SHOT show before and we did talk about SHOT Expo Sydney where you saw the Steiner on the M10 and uh, mm-hmm. we were not allowed to talk about what happened after that, but it was um, it was good. Um, and so one thing put on people's radar for next year, particularly those who are living in Adelaide, uh, we are going to be taking a bus across to SHOT uh, Expo in Melbourne, which is in May. 19th to the 21st, and that is going to be starting to be released details in January. So if you are in Adelaide, uh, obviously if you're in Melbourne, get to the show. Um, That will be good fun. And if you are in Adelaide, uh, jump on a bus with us and get to the show. And if you're in Sydney, fly to Adelaide and get on a bus with us and go (laughs) to the show. Uh, And if you're anywhere else, um, we'll see you there. They can do that from Melbourne as well. They can fly to Adelaide and drive back. Yeah, it's yeah. the whole experience package. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making that up. I think you are, but no, it'd be good fun. I think we we did the the one uh, last year, and and they the guys uh, stopped partway through at Horsham, and the guys there took us clay shooting. Yeah, cool. That was really good fun, and won some prizes mm. and all that sort of stuff. And then I think they all got on the bus and went to sleep again. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, sort of continued on. We had good, yeah, good time over there. That was good fun. And the joy of going with like a group of twenty people is um, you get to see. You get to see a lot of stuff, and then people say, "Oh, did you see that? Did you see that?" You got you almost mm. got sort of twenty people scouting stuff for you to look at that they're going to tell you about after oh, yeah. Yeah, later yeah. on. And um, we actually put uh, we we gave the guys the option on the Sunday to either go back to the show because they'd been there for about seven hours on the Saturday, so go back to the show, or they could just pack up, have a you know sleep in in the morning, and then you know sort of meander back and then head back to Adelaide sort of a little bit earlier. And they all said at the end of the day on the Saturday, they said, oh, yeah, we're going to go back. Uh, we're going to get back on. Yeah, we just won't worry about going to the show in the morning. We'll just head back. We've been there for seven hours. We've seen everything there is to see. We'll, we'll be good. And then I reckon between myself and Stewie and Richie, who are running the, the tour, um, 
every single one came up to one of the three of us and said, oh, look, if if we can, I wouldn't mind dropping back in because someone was talking about this and I hadn't seen that and I, mm. I'd kind of like to check that out again. And uh, and I reckon of the 16 guys on that on the, the actual tour, um, I reckon pretty much all of them came up and said, yeah, yeah we, we wouldn't mind going back the next morning and all of them did and they all spent, I think they spent as much money on the Sunday morning as they did <laughs> yeah. the entire Saturday and they were there for an hour. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is, you know, when you look at these stands, you know, there's stuff there and you look at the stuff and then you walk onto the next stand. But quite often too, it's the guy that's standing behind the counter has got quite yeah. a bit of knowledge. Except so that- you can learn about the stuff, you know, and, mm. and, and you know, there's two components to a stand. Yeah, and, true. And yeah, a lot of people don't sort of realise that. So, mm. Mm. so yeah, give, giving that a plug, that details, we'll share those details, but they'll be on the Impact Dynamics website as well. Um, but that should be good fun for next year. Yeah, very good. Excellent. Well, guys, got much planned for Christmas? You're going shooting for Christmas Day? Never know. It's always a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> but all, the, all the crops will be relatively gone, so perfect oh, yeah. time for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's great out there at the moment. There's heaps of movement. So, yeah, mm. I plan to get out as soon as I can and get Christmas over and done with and, yeah, get yeah, some more that. footage. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. All right, we're going to share some of those videos, I reckon. We're going to put some of them out, particularly that rabbit one. That was yeah, it was explosive was, almost. <laughs> sensational. Uh, anyway, we'll share that so you guys know what we're talking about. Uh, Bronte, thanks very much for coming in, showing us your, your new toy. Yeah, and thanks for having me, Rusty. Coming up and doing the end of the year podcast with us. I think uh, when that rifle's built, there might have to be another visit. Oh, absolutely, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we'll take it out to Kaikai. We'll do some testing on it and we can do some sort of real world. Well, and we could report a, uh, record a podcast there too. Yeah. Sounds now, like this a plan. Is, with all, my, all this fancy gear we've bought for the going over the States, we should be able to record a podcast pretty much anywhere. Yeah. I think we're even going to try and do one on the plane. <laughs> That'd Why be, not? <laughs> Why not? Got 14 hours to kill. Might as well talk about it. Mm. Uh, guys, thanks for doing this for this year. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening uh, all year. And we look forward to uh, enjoy your holidays. Enjoy time off if you get it. Uh, Christmas and New Year's. And we look forward to chatting with you guys in 2017. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter.